Hey you guys and welcome back to From a Goddess's Perspective and today's topic of discussion is conquering suicide and depression. For those of you who are new and do not know how I get into my topic of discussion, I recite a poem and that poem is based off of the topic. Simple, right? Okay, so today we're going to do things a little bit differently. I'm not going to recite a poem. I'm going to um rap a song that I wrote. Yes, y'all don't know I got I have bars, huh? Yep, they're limitless. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, well, technically to me, um, uh, rapping and things of that nature, that's like a form of expression. So I look at that as poetry as well. It's just poetry with the beat. So the name of this song is called Self vs. Self. Sitting on my bed, contemplating suicide, wondering if I should stay and fight or should I just die? As these tears all flow my eyes with this knife in my hand, got me fighting with my demons. Yeah, they on my ass. I don't want to tell you my story because you would think I just want sympathy when all I really want is someone who really gets me, who understands my pain and understand why I'm so distant yet. Understand why I'm so distant. If I told you that I came close to death from overdosing on them pills, would you find thrill in it? Or would you just kneel on one knee or maybe two and say, baby, you're a queen. Yeah, you a goddess, but in reality, I really feel like a piece of shit. They got walked on, rained on, and mixed in the mud. Mixed in the mud? Yeah, mixed in the mud. When no one can fan me, where's my amber alert? You said you would be there, but you got ghosts like a nigga in the hood. When he see the police, I'm trying to hold on, but my grip is getting loose like a fucking shoelace. Damn, I hate this place. Sitting here trembling, calling out for help. But everybody around me is consumed with themselves. Faking like they care, but they really want no part of it until it's too late. Damn, it's too late. I'm focused deep into my skin. Just pleading with my demons to just let me live. Yeah. Did you feel it or did you feel it? Either way I go, you felt that shit. You felt that. (laughs) Snap it up for me, people. Snap it up. Okay. Okay. It's Carter B. Says. <laughs> but, um, so a backstory on the poem. I wrote that poem in year 2018, I believe. Yeah, I wrote that poem. Yeah, year 2018. Uh, summer 2018. Um, I was going through, you know, a rough point in my time. Like, I, like, growing up, I wasn't, I didn't have anyone that I could just, like, talk to and confide in, you know, about the little shit that I was, you know, um, going through, or, well, let me not just, like, try to downplay my emotions and, and downplay the things that I was going through, because what I was going through was what I was going through, and it's just what I was going through, period. So, I wrote that, um, that's when I started my healing process and my healing journey, um, to, for a better, to create a better version of myself, you feel me? So, um, everything about that poem, was like what I was going through, like in year 2018. Like, I was going through some deep shit, like by myself. And it's just like growing up where I grew up, it's just like you're, you don't, you don't have emotions. You're taught to not have emotions. You're taught to not display yourself, like not, not to display your emotions. Like, either you display your emotion and you let that aggression and stuff out through a sport, or you don't do that shit at all. And it was just like, that was just life. You feel me? Like, you had to go on in life and just act as if you were happy because those around you, those around you would, um, they wouldn't be frightened by it, but they would uh, symbolize you as weak. You feel me? And so, that part of my song, um, that part of my song that I said, uh, but in reality, I really feel like a piece of shit that got walked on, rained on, and mixed in the mud. <laughs> mixed in the mud? Yeah, mixed in the mud. Where no one can fan me. Where's my amber alert? Like, I felt as if, like, I was just a fucking ghost. You feel me? I felt as if I was a ghost. And, if, for lack of a better word, I felt as if I was invisible. And no one around me, um, no one around me was, um... I guess paying attention, so to speak. Not saying that I was seeking attention, but I was seeking someone who actually fucking cared. You feel me? And so, um, with my experience with depression, um, I was going through depression since, like, elementary school. You know, you feel me? I used to get bullied. I used to get bullied um, by some wannabe Billy Badasses. You feel me? And that was in middle school, and that was in, like, elementary school. 
So it was just like, okay, Yvonne, how are you going to cope with this? So I used to read, like, I used to get, like, like thick-ass books and just, like, read them. Like, I would just read them. Like, I would make their world my world. Um, I would write out my feelings. I would write, but I stopped writing out my feelings when I got to, um, when I got to high school. Because I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not finna take this shit. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you finna bully who? <laughs> I got these hands and I got a mouth on me. What's Sam with it? You feel me? <laughs> and that's just that on that, baby girl. <laughs> but no, nah, for real. But like, dealing with depression, how I, how I overcame depression, um, I would say I acknowledged that it was there. And I acknowledged, and I acknowledged that I didn't want to feel that anymore. I didn't want that negative emotion, you know? I didn't want that to over overcome me. I didn't want that to um try to take control of my life. Because when you're depressed and when you're suicidal and any negative emotion that you feel as if that you're becoming, um, you're allowing those negative vibrations of others and just in in general negative vibrations and negative energies of this world to have access to you. Because when you're sad and when you're depressed and things of that nature um, you, you're, you're lowering your vibration. Like your vibration is lowered because of those like deep depressing thoughts. You feel me? Not saying that you don't have a right to feel how you feel. You have a right to feel how you feel. But the question is, are you going to, are you going to overcome those emotions or are you going to sit there and let, and let them, um, and let them make you? Cause you have to feel as if you have to figure out where those emotions came from in order for you to, um, actually conquer it and and dismiss this shit if y'all hear anything in the background is raining outside <laughs> it's been raining like all day you feel me and any suicidal thoughts i would say um like it came from depression so to speak because like it's just like with growing up you have siblings and you feel as if like you're like some people not all you feel as if like you're in competition with them or it's kind of like a jealousy thing a coming a coming place because you're feeling like yeah my mom giving this person too much attention like I ain't getting no attention because I ain't playing no sport or I ain't getting I ain't getting no attention because you know I'm just quiet and observant you know but suicide suicidal thoughts like I didn't really just like um deal with those publicly like I would like everything that I dealt with um from depression to suicide to anxiety to anything. Any emotion that I felt, I dealt with that um, by myself. I dealt with that by myself. I put on a facade. Um, and I just kept the shit moving. I just kept the shit pushing. Because if you didn't, like, people would look at you like, this bitch weird. <laughs> like, she's weird. Not calling myself a bitch because I'm a goddess. <laughs> you feel me? I'm a whole goddess. And even before I'm a goddess, I'm a god. You feel me? <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, um, like people are perceive you as someone who just cry a lot, someone who's emotional. Like it's the reason why that person is crying. You know, it's kids in elementary school committing suicide because of bullying and unfair discipline at home. It's kids at home that's getting um, that's, that's getting their ass beat. And I'm not talking about like a little tap tap on Timmy's hand telling Timmy to stop and go sit down. Like they actually getting beat, uh, with like extension cords. Um, what else are they gonna be there? Man, they're getting shoes thrown at them, they're getting beat, man. They're getting like actually they're them and the parents that like like actually get into like a bra. And like people deem that as like a right way to discipline that child when you're implementing fear in that child. You 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 basically the child is growing up to fear you. And that's not what you want. Some parents want that because they just wanna um they just want their child to become submissive to them, you know. But in the end, you don't want that child to become submissive to you. You don't want that child to, um, you want that child to grow up to be a better version of themselves without having to fear you, without having to fear the punishment of mom or dad, you know. And some kids committing suicide in school because of bullying, you know, and them not telling their parents. Like, the parent always be like, why, like, why didn't they tell me? Like, I'm so confused. Like, I thought everything was okay. Some people who who commit suicide do not display any signs. They continue on their regular day. Um, they continue on their regular day um, regularly, like however they would. Like if they go to the, they wake up in the morning, they go to school where they, you know, brush their teeth, they eat, they go to school, go to school, get picked on, get fucked with, um, go home on their way uh, from home. I mean, on their way, um, on their way to the house, um, they're getting picked on them. Then they go home. 
they act like everything's okay. Then they go in their room and they suppress their emotions because they know if they tell you, like, mom, like, it was this boy at school. He was um, picking with me. He was messing with me. And he hit me. He hit me and he had his friends just hit me and they were just beating me up in the bathroom. What you think your mama going to tell you? Your mama going to tell you, boy, if you don't get your ass up and do what? If you want to get your ass up and go uh, and go hit them back, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, mom, I don't want you to, I don't want to go hit them because I know that with me hitting them is going to display that emotion on them that I felt. So I would prefer to just bottle it up and just keep it like that because if I tell you you're going to get angry at me and then you're going to be like, oh, baby, they think you're weak now. You have to go up there and prove yourself. And if I don't go up there and prove myself, then you're going to go up there and try to prove, um, improve, prove, prove, prove to them that like oh i'm timmy's mom um he's not to be fucked with and then all that does is make the situation worse whether you believe it or not it makes the situation worse they're gonna um just talk about you like forever and forever and forever and then like with that like you have to talk to your children about depression and suicide because that shit is real especially in the black community like in the black community like it's not talked about depression suicide sadness anxiety like all that shit is not talked about in the um black society i mean in today's society like this shit is not talked about as much as it should be we have too many young kids um committing suicide we have too many people that's depressed you feel me? And they shouldn't be, they shouldn't, not necessarily they shouldn't be feeling that way, but they shouldn't, um, they shouldn't necessarily be suppressing those emotions. They should at least have somebody who they can talk to. And as a parent, like, you have to sit there and talk about mental health, whether, like, your parents talk to you about that, because sometimes what parents do, they'll try to be a better parent than their parent was to them but in but within that if they haven't healed from the traumas that that triggered them to want to become a better parent for their child then they're gonna always repeat the same mistakes you feel me they're gonna always repeat the same mistakes that was um that happened so you just have to sit there no matter how awkward the situation may be like you have to sit there and you have to ask that person like how are you truly feeling like how are you how are you outside of school? How are you outside of grades? Like, truly, how are you? Like, do you need to talk to me about anything? Like, is anything bothering you? You know, you have to let that child know, like, I'm not going to discipline you based off of your emotions. I'm not going to subject you to a punishment because you didn't defend yourself, you know, because everybody handles each situation differently. You feel me? And, and like, um... And foster kids, like foster kids, man, they be going through it, like with their with their like um legal legal parent because like all those parents, their legal parent do, they just get the child, they get as many kids as they can, and just to collect the check. And in that household, they could be going through, they could be going through the shits. When I say they going through, they going through like they getting their clothes and everything took like their all their personal items. Um, those other foster kids are telling them like, oh, no one loves you because you're 16, you're 17 and no one has adopted you yet. And like with that, it creates a hard, like it, for them, it creates a hard exterior. It makes it want to be hard and tough, but in the inside they're hurting, they're hurting and they don't know what else to do, but to just like, just go on with their hard exterior, you know? And with the foster the foster care system, like it's it's a lot of shit that go on that we as people don't know or if you know about it, you don't really speak up about it because you don't want to ruin your reputation for actually standing up for somebody other than yourself. You feel me? Because those kids in the foster care system, they go through abuse, sexual abuse, um, all types of abuse. Um, and they parent like and then like before um, and before they, um, like if they were to just like go and tell, uh, their social worker, you know, because everyone is subjected to a social worker, if they were to go tell their social worker, then they would go back to the parent and then it'll just make everything worse, worse on them because worse is not a word, Yvonne. I'm sorry. <laughs> People used to tell me that worse is not a word. Worse Okay. It's not a word. Okay. Fine. It's not a word. 
me having a conversation with my higher self. <laughs> but no, I feel like they be going through it in these foster homes. Like, so it's important for um these social workers to do uh welfare checks. Like, act, like it's important for those people to be, it's important for people in general to be empathetic, not only towards themselves, but it's important for you to be empathetic towards um, other people in their situation. Just because that person is a child doesn't mean they don't have the right to display or feel any emotion that they're feeling, whether it's a negative emotion or a positive emotion. Everybody is subjected to feel how they feel. And that's just, that's just that. You feel me? Um, and even some, um, some social workers, uh, they see what's happening. They see what's happening in these homes. And some of them don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck because they would say that they don't get paid. It's like, oh, I don't get paid. So, um, I don't get paid. So, why am I caring again? You know, they have, like, you're in the wrong field, my love. Like, you have some uh, social social workers out there who go to the ends of the earth for these kids. You feel me? They go to the ends of the earth to help these kids. And stuff like that. You have some people, um, you have some people who just sit there and just like let that child confide in them and they go get them, you know, you know. So with that being said, like you just gotta be mindful of everybody's emotions. I don't care how young the child is, I don't care if the baby's an infant. Be be <laughs> be um empathetic towards them, you know. You have to you don't I'm not saying that you have to care about someone other than yourself. Yeah, well, I'll take that back. Yes, I am. I'm saying that, well, I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying you have to be mindful of other people's emotions or other people's feelings and just figure out where they come from because they come from a place. You know, they come from somewhere. And with that being said, we're going to um go ahead and get the perspective of, uh, I'm going to get the perspective of depression and suicide on a teenager's, from a teenager's standpoint. You know, because I just want to be, I just want to get everybody's opinion, you know, because it's one thing to hear from me, but it's another thing to hear from someone else. So we're going to go ahead and call in um, Abby. Abby is 17. No, Abby is 15. We're going to see. So we're going to call in Abby to see uh, what Abby has to say about suicide and depression. Let's see if Abby answers. Hello. Hello. Hey, Abby. Hi. So, uh, right now, um, we're in the middle of recording, so I just wanted to call you uh, because you volunteered to uh, give your perspective on suicide and depression. So, say ha- say what's up to the people. Hi. Uh, I need you to speak up a little bit more so they can hear you. What's popping? <laughs> okay, that's good enough. So, I was just giving you a call just so I can see what it's like to you know, go through the motion of dealing with depression and suicide if you've ever dealt with it. I just wanted to get it from a teenager's perspective. So if you would uh, be kind enough to just, like, you know, speak on it, that will be great. Got you. All right. So honestly, going through depression is kind of hard, especially when at first no one knew. It's kind of hard to right. like, go through it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after a while, when you start telling people, mm-hmm. some people think you're doing for attention. Mm-hmm, some people yeah. won't. Mm-hmm. But it's best when you have your family there supporting you. Yeah. And then with that, like, um, with you dealing with depression, how did you overcome it? Or how are you coping with it? Music. I listen to music. Mm-hmm. That's all I really do. Because and- talking about it just doesn't sit right with me sometimes. And why is that? Why do you feel as if talking about it doesn't really help you? Honestly, I don't know, to be honest. It's like, I just like taking a trip down memory lane. Some mm-hmm. people don't like it because it brings up bad memories mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But even with that, with those emotions, you have to, like, when it's time, like, you'll know. But because you're going to have so much bottled up, you're going to have so much emotion, like, pent up on the inside, um, that you're going to have to, like, let the, let those emotions out. So what does music, like, what's form of place does music put you in like where do you go when you listen to music i don't know like i just go like i just calm like it it calms me down Mm -hmm. like music like some music like speaks to me Mm -hmm. like i like like a lot of people say that but for me it's really true Mm -hmm. because it um it describes what i'm going through right and then like with listening to music do you listen to music based off of your mood at that moment or do you try to listen to something that's uplifting 
I can't listen to other music. I can't listen to uplifting music when I'm in that place because it makes me mad. So mm-hmm. I guess to music that's like same vibe as what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And how do you try to overcome it? Do you try to paint? Do you try to draw? Like how do you try to get through it? I paint and write. Mm-hmm. And what does that do for you? It. And actually, like, it's a, that's another coping method I have. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, like I get everything I feel off my chest, right. and I write it down. Yeah, because, like, with doing that, like, you're expressing yourself, and you're acknowledging that you're feeling like that. Yeah, basically. Right. So, um, being a teenager in today's society, um, how is depression and suicide perceived to your peers? Like, like you're see, like you're looking for attention. Like you're looking for attention. Okay, and then with that, um, with your social group, do you surround yourself with positive people, or are there pretty much a negative bunch around you? I just try to stick myself with positive people, but sometimes they can be negative. I'm mean, like everybody has those days. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, have you ever had anything pertaining to suicide come up? Yes. Can you elaborate? I don't know how. So, so okay, so with you, with your emotions, you're not really in tune with your emotions. So, um, so what I mean by, and that's okay to not be in tune with your emotions because we all have to learn and grow from that. And your coping method is painting. Like, you can learn how to be in tune with your emotions through that because you're expressing yourself through that and through writing as well. So, what I mean by with suicide, like, when was the earliest that you thought that you wanted to leave this earth? You wanted to leave this realm? When I came down to my father's house. Can you you say that a little more louder? When I came down to my father's house. And when was this? Like, the summer before I started ninth grade, like, a couple, a couple months ago. Oh, Okay. Okay, so with that, um, are you still feeling those emotions? No, the suicidal thoughts have passed. Mm-hmm. So you're more so depressed, or are you getting over, not necessarily getting over, but are you moving through those emotions so they wouldn't come back again? I'm trying, but so like it, it comes back every now and then. Mm-hmm. So do you have anyone that you can talk to about those emotions? or? or yeah, it- my little therapist that I have to pay. Oh, your therapist says you don't have to pay. She's talking about me, y'all. <laughs> well, with that, um, with that being said, I don't want to put too much of your information out there. So I just want to say thank you, Abby. Um, and you know my number. You know my email. And so um, do you have anything that you want to close out with, like any statement or any anything that you want to say to the people before you close out, before we, you know? If you're depressed, talk to somebody that you know is not going to tell your business because then... You know, you feel you're like you're in a safe environment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I really appreciate you, and I thank you for your time, ma'am. You're welcome. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So, guys, that is the perspective from um, Abby. And then, so now we're going to move on to our next guest. So, guys, we're welcoming in our second guest so we can get the perspective of a man on... Um, Suicide and depression. So, if you guys can give a warm welcome to Ramon, we can do that. Okay. So, Ramon, we brought you in to elaborate more on, um, you know, suicide and depression from a man, or if you prefer, from a God's perspective. Mm. Um, so, like that. you know, yeah. Okay. So, from a God's perspective. Okay, we got that. So, um, without further ado, our first question is like, our first question is, what is it like conquering negative emotions as a man? Um. When you, when you look at it from the uh, African diaspora, mm. right? So, which is a fancy way of saying uh, all descendants of Africa, especially in America, like we have a particular way which we interact with one another. Uh, as, a, as a man growing up, especially in the time that I grew up, like now it's a little bit different. But as I grew up, you had to uh, conduct yourself as a man, even as a boy. Right. So there were times where uh, things would affect you emotionally where mm-hmm. you couldn't express it mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that was healthy for you, in a way that was received by uh, your elders and mm-hmm. uh, even your contemporaries, other people just like you. Mm-hmm. So it would be a thing where 
like uh, you'll be feeling sad, depressed, or joyful, whatever the emotion was, and you express it a certain way, and if that didn't fit with the, the common way that the diaspora mm -hmm. uh, accepted it, then it was either like gay, feminine, right. uh, so forth and so on. So it's it's been a battle um, from my perspective, especially growing up in a segment of time that I did. Uh, it's been a battle of trying to be honest mm. with your emotions right. and having that honesty being accepted mm -hmm. by the people who care most about you, um, which is hard because right. it's like we're, we're social beings, meaning that we want that um, that social camaraderie mm -hmm. and that social acceptance. But when you delve into what all that costs, mm -hmm. it's like, is it worth it? Right. So, so you tend to fall into that that common of like, oh, don't do that. That's right. Like that's girl mm -hmm. shit, or that's gay, or mm -hmm. that's not man shit. Like, don't cry, be a man. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. So to um, to feed off of that, um, when you feel down, like, do you like let your feminine side show to just like heal you, or do you let your masculine side uh, project more? Since you know, growing up and things of that nature. Uh, that's a good question. When I feel like uh, because of my development and my ability to separate myself from uh, the people that I grew up with, when I feel down, I'm able to express it uh, and I express it different ways. Like sometimes that's through poetry, as you know, right. sometimes that's through like just honest conversation with the people that's closest to me. Sometimes it's just sitting with myself. Mm -hmm. uh, historically for me and for most men like me, mm -hmm. it wasn't a thing where you could feel down. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, to produce was to be manly. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, there wasn't a point where you could be like, oh, like, I'm, I'm not feeling like going to work right. today. Or I'm, I'm feeling away because of whatever going on. So you suppress and, them. Right. So you would suppress your feelings. You would mm -hmm. suppress your emotions in order to perform and produce. Right. Um, as I've grown, I've learned to um, negotiate that mm -hmm. space. Negotiate the space of producing and also being honest. Mm -hmm. And the people that I have in my immediate circle, like my wife, my uh, my work, mm -hmm. uh, just my friends, right. we've grown to the point to where we can feel like, yo, like if if you're dealing with something outside of the realm of my knowledge, mm -hmm. that's okay. So given, given those things, mm -hmm. like I've been able to be honest in my expression and be able to explain it to where mm -hmm. it's like, yo, like I'm not feeling this shit mm -hmm. today. In this respect. So yeah, I have the understanding. Right. It's not looked at as you being like feminine or gay or anything of right. that nature because we all are humans. Right. And and you have to, and, and it's sad to say, but you have to build that. Yeah. Right. Like you have to get with a group of people who understand the uh, the trammels that you go through mm -hmm. as a human, but yeah. also build it in a sense where it's like, yo, I'm not trying to be one way or another. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be myself. Like, and in this moment, I feel vulnerable. So let me express that vulnerability mm -hmm. to you. And it takes a minute to build, which is a travesty, yeah. I think, to to black men everywhere. It is. It is because you come across a lot of black men who are very damaged because they tried to open up to someone in their past. And then, you know, it's all blasted on social media. And, like, it's blasted on social media. The women, they look at them as like, oh, you're... So, so two recent examples, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Kanye West. Yep. And uh, Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, so they make fun of me. Win the month of August. Uh -huh. yep. <laughs> Win yep. the month of entanglement. Uh -huh. month of entanglement. Uh, Day three. <laughs> but their vulnerability in those spaces has been mocked and mean, right? Yep. So now it's like, oh, like it's a mean, mm -hmm. but it's not a mean. It's a feeling. Like right. women can go through it, and it's understood. Mm -hmm. So a woman being cheated on, mm -hmm. like other women connect with that, and they empower her to right. to endure. But when men connect with that, exactly. from our perspective, we're not empowered to endure. We're mm -hmm. like, yo, like you're being, you're being, you're going you're gonna to get mean. Like the crying Jordan mm -hmm. face is another yep. one. Uh, Will Smith, Kanye West. Like anytime there's an outward expression mm -hmm. of an emotion that's not anything other than uh, excitement or happiness, mm -hmm. like, we're, like we're damned. Right, you're weird. Right. So it's, it's, um, it's getting with people who understand that. Mm -hmm. And who respect that and who give you the space and brevity to experience that without the uh, condemnation right. that um, society would put on you. Yeah, because it's, it's very important to have those people because if you don't, you'll go crazy. Like Kanye, you you would go like real crazy. Like you would feel as if like, shit, I ain't got nobody. Let me just, you know, let me just tweet my feelings since no one is like listening to me from uh, 
from a a personal and genuine right, perspective. Exactly. But, but even with Kanye, um, he has several times explained like his his mental struggles. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, he he's been clinically diagnosed what, with bipolar. bipolarism. Yeah. Which is uh, having extreme highs and extreme lows mm-hmm. uh, outside of the norm. Like, we all have it. Like, something happens to, like, your family member, you're going to feel extreme low if it's mm-hmm. negative. Or something happens to you that's positive, you're going to feel extreme high. But it's been bastardized. And, uh, and recently with uh, Jada's entanglement <laughs> with uh, August Alcina, uh, you have Will Smith, who is an amazing person, yeah. period, an amazing human. And he gets mean. Mm-hmm. Because but, they had the red table talk, and he was honest. Of, and, and I don't, I don't know the situation, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna take whatever he says as honesty. Right. So he's been honest about what it was, what it is, mm-hmm. and in that moment, like people take it and they meme him. Yep. They so how do you expect someone like me, mm-hmm. who's not as famous as Will Smith, mm-hmm. who who doesn't have a reputation as a uh, Kanye West? Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it doesn't have a reputation as Kanye West to be okay with ex- with with being completely vulnerable right. in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, do you like when you feel like those emotions? Like, do you feel as if they weaken you? I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to. I used to think that uh, negative emotion was a disgrace mm-hmm. to the people that raised me and the people that like poured into me. Uh, I had to learn that. Uh, emotion comes in many more forms than happiness and sadness, mm-hmm. right? Like they come in all different types of forms. And yeah. for what I have, what I have to do as a black man in America, as a man in America, mm-hmm. like as a human mm-hmm. on earth, uh, is recognize the emotion and kind of grapple with it. Yeah. And in that grappling, you learn that you're not the only. Yeah. And then it's just like with whatever you're feeling, it's like it's a lesson in that. Right. That you can, like, whatever you want to do, that can help somebody else. And and it's funny, because um, it's funny you say that, because I use a lot of my experience mm-hmm. to teach my friends, right. to teach people that uh, I serve as a mentor for, and I serve for, I serve as a mentor for several people. Like, granted, I'm not as popular mm-hmm. as a real Smith or Wait as a Kanye West, but I do have mentees who have issues and they come to me and it's like, yo, this is what I'm feeling. Right. And I have to give them sound advice. And this sound advice typically comes from my experiences, right. but also I try not to use my experiences as an end all be all. Mm-hmm. Cause I understand my particular upbringing is going to inform me differently than their particular upbringing. So I give mm-hmm. them a version of what I think. Right. And it's up to them to grapple with that without ridiculing, without mm-hmm. condemning, without bastardizing mm-hmm. their growth in that moment. Right. So it's it's a it's a type where we have to walk cuz mm-hmm. like as black people we've been marginalized, we've been uh exiled mm-hmm. in a sense to certain things and like even therapy is like taboo. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I tell you like yo, I've been seeing a therapist because I've been I've been feeling anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's you like, lost your mind. Like, what? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, anxiety. I think you're black in America. Right. Like, no. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I feel it. Mm-hmm. And I have been th- seeing a therapist mm-hmm. because of anxiety. Right. And my therapist has told me, like, in spite of everything that I've been through, that she feels, mm-hmm. based on my history, based on my upbringing, based mm-hmm. on everything that I share with her, that I'm a well-adjusted human being. Mm-hmm. So that means that, like, granted, everything that I go through is valid. Right. But the way that I assess it, uh, it tends is. to tends to benefit me and others around mm-hmm. me. So, um, with that, like, I don't know why in today's society, like, therapy is, like, not something that they would go through, that they would go to. Because, like, that's a way of displaying your emotions. And like you said, like, when you're telling people... Um, when they come to you for advice and stuff like that, it's better to come from a personal experience because if you don't, it's like, okay, you're bashing me. Like, what are you, what are you doing right now? Mm. Okay. And then just to, like, close it off um, with mental health, um, how is that talked about in the, like, from your perspective as a God, how is that talked about uh, in your day-to-day life or, you know? What it's, you not. it's not. It's mm-hmm. not. It's um... not. So if you if you look at it right, like I've known you your whole life. Right. You know me your whole life. Mm-hmm. There's never been a time where 
we sat down right, just and like I that. and I talked about being emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh I I've talked about like my struggles right. as a black man, like mm-hmm. my struggles trying to be a father, trying mm-hmm. to be a good uncle well, trying to be a good father, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that means. Trying to be a good uncle, whatever the that means. The best version of yourself. Right. Trying to be the best version of myself when it comes to relationships, whether mm-hmm. I'm a boyfriend or a husband. Like we've never had like, the opportunity mm-hmm. because it's always been a thing of like, yo, as a man, mm-hmm. these are the things you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. which are restrictive, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at, like, roles, mm-hmm. gender roles, especially right. southern gender roles, Child. like, uh, it's restrictive because it doesn't leave space for you to be a human. Mm-hmm. It only leaves space for you to produce. All right. Um, to feel and... It, like, you, you don't have that opportunity. At all. So when I look at, like, the resources, so mm-hmm. to speak, that I had as I was growing and going through Mm -hmm. this thing called manhood there hadn't been a lot of them Mm -hmm. most of my experiences that i've experienced uh which is kind of redundant to say but most of my experiences have been first time Mm -hmm. so it'll be something that i'm going through but i can't i can't talk to uh my uncle Mm -hmm. i can't talk to my father i can't talk to weird about it they make you feel as if like you shouldn't be feeling like that you shouldn't right. be expressing those emotions because you're a man. Like they you know? make, it, it, it sets up the, the scene to where if I share something other than the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, how's your day going? Oh, it's good. Like, right. oh, it was bad. Like, why Why is it such? Like, right, it's, it's very surface level. Right. Like, we, we ask people all the time, like, yo, hey, how's it going? They say, oh, I'm good, blah, blah, blah. Right, but but they could really be true. facing a lot like, of shit. eviction. They could be facing... Uh, litigation. They mm-hmm. can be facing a whole bunch of things. Put it's on it's like the honesty is extracted out of your human experience, and you have mm-hmm. to just show like what you've done. Right. So people was like, "Yo, man, how's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. I started a business. Like me and my wife are working on building a family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm blah blah blah. But nobody wants to hear like, "Yo, I started this business, I'm but I'm 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 genuinely afraid." Mm-hmm. That this may not work out. Right. Or, like, I'm having a child and I'm genuinely afraid that I won't amount mm-hmm. to what a father should be. Right. I'm, I'm an uncle and I'm genuinely afraid of my ability to impart my knowledge mm-hmm. upon, like, my nieces and nephews. Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear that. Right, yeah. Because that's, that's hard to grapple with. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, how the fuck are you afraid to be something that you are? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't... Well, not even people, but it's hard to get to an understanding where... Like, yo, this is where I'm at, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to deal with right. it. So You can't really just, like, express that. Like, you got to have a balance between the, the feminine side and your masculine side because if their balance is not there, then you're just, like, out of whack. Yeah, so, so and to that point, I've always been a believer of before I've, I've had the, the opportunity and the um, wherewithal to share it. Like, I've always been a believer that uh, there are energies that exist mm-hmm. in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, there is, yep. Yeah. You have a masculine, you mm-hmm. personally have a, and me personally yep, have masculine and feminine mm-hmm. energies. And the way that they show up in the world is how we navigate mm-hmm. that space. And what is needed at that moment. Exactly. So when, like, there's something going on with me mm-hmm. that requires my feminine energy to come out, mm-hmm. historically and socially, mm-hmm. I had to thwart that. Like, I had to put that down. Right. Like, no, it's not we about your feminine like, energy. You up in the end. Right, you can't cry, you can't show emotion. Like, just be a fucking man, mm-hmm. whatever that's supposed you to be. You can't shed a tear. Somebody gonna look at you as right. Weak. Like, it, we have thousands of examples where you have like black men crying mm-hmm. in public spaces, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this nigga soft. Right, like, like no, I'm holding <laughs> emotion, and I'm allowing myself to feel it. Right, and, like, it's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, and, and it's it's a dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. Of the black man in the African diaspora, yep. where it, diaspora where it's like, oh, you're crying, mm-hmm. you saw. But like, just to feed off that, because I know you, um, you have to go. Um, with that, it's just like men, like how they say they women, us as women, us as goddesses, we want to be protected. But are we really just like protecting our black men? Are we really just checking on their mental health and not only their mental health? Are we actually helping them through their traumas and just like healing from their past childhood wounds? Because those can cause a detriment on your journey because mm-hmm. like you're trying to do something in your life, but it's just that childhood, like that childhood memory will come back and it just holds you back and make you feel as if that you're worthless and that you can't just go and be the best. So to 
to that point, I think that as a support system, mm-hmm. black women are goddesses, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, our earths. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking yeah. at um, uh, 5% of kind of rhetoric where you have men as gods, women as earths, mm-hmm. and you need both to make yep. uh, humanity. I think women have been much more supportive mm-hmm. of of that. Like they've been much more supportive of allowing you to be who you are, which is why the black woman mm-hmm. has been very integral in everything yep. that the black man has achieved and will achieve. Mm-hmm. Long this. after I'm gone, long after you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that as as a black man, we do not reciprocate that. No. Right? No. Like there have been times in my history, uh, where I've been very degrading mm-hmm. to black women, mm-hmm. not intentionally, mm-hmm. but just as a point to where it's like I put my my agenda as a black man mm-hmm. so far forward mm-hmm. that I don't allow this black woman to be who she is, right? Or I don't allow um, these black women to be who they are, mm-hmm. Cause right? Because you want to like, get what you gotta get out first, and then oh, I get mine, so you can get yours, right? Later. And and we see it all the time where you have like this black man who's while he's trying to achieve the mm-hmm. thing, he's with a black woman. And once he achieves yep. the thing, like with, she yep. gets pushed to the side. Uh-huh. And now it's this, this other woman, um, like yeah, whether she's woman. Hispanic or, or like white or whatever. Like, yeah. Right. So I, I think that there is a... Because healing needs to be done between that. Because the balance is there when it comes to just like emotion. But at times it could be a little more stronger on both ends. No, I definitely agree. It could be stronger on both ends. But it's like... You know, with a woman just helping a man, just like, okay, I'll be here and I'll help you. He's feeding her those emotions. Like, okay, you know, I'll let you be here. I'll let you help me. But in the end, you're not my end goal. Like, I don't want to be with you, but I'm going to help you build me up. I'm going to let you help me build me up because I see where you can take me. Right. In, me? in a sense, it seems as if that, uh, and this is not true for all black men. This mm-hmm. is not, tr- like, again, uh, for the purposes of the conversation, this is not a, uh, this is not me speaking on behalf of black men. This right. is just something that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if we use the black woman and then discard her. Yep. Um, and and I've never been uh, I've never been that guy. Like mm-hmm. I'm your uncle. Right. Like regardless of how I'm introduced, mm-hmm. I'm your uncle. You know me my whole life. Right. Or you know me your whole life. Yeah, your whole life. Like, where was <laughs> your I? whole life. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, and you know my wife. My wife's mm-hmm. a black woman. She yeah. likes skinned as fuck. She got freckles, like, yeah. but she's still a black woman. Right. I, I don't way. use her to just get what I want right. and discard her. Because mm-hmm. to me, not only is that a disrespect to her investment, but that's mm-hmm. a disrespect to our connection mm-hmm. in the diaspora. Not just as married people, but in a diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, your aunt, mm-hmm. like I never would discard her because she has. The same way my wife has, the same way my mother has, the same way that your mother has. Mm-hmm. Like all of the women around me have been amazing support mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So for me to be like, oh, well, fuck these black women. Right. Like, let me go touch on something else real quick. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a disrespect to yeah. the energy, the love, the passion, mm-hmm. and the care. And to that yourself. They, that they gave to me. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's also a disrespect, as you said, to myself. Mm-hmm. So you have to... You have to be respectful mm-hmm. of the journey and be respectful of everybody that helped you on the journey. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I hear rappers say it all the time. It's like, yo, you weren't shooting with me in the gym. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, like, there was mm-hmm. a time was when I down. wasn't on. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm the guy. You want to be all over here. Like, nah. Yeah, right. Like, I don't, I feel as if you have ill intentions because you were not here. I don't know your end motive. Exactly. Because uh, you, you know that I, I have a business. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you got like, business coming soon, y'all. Look out for that. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. <laughs> uh, if, like, when that business takes off. And it will. Manifestation. Um, it's, it'll be disrespectful for me to divorce my wife. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, because she's helping you, she's being patient with you. She's done. She's done more for my business. You can't see administratively than I have. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm an operator, mm-hmm. meaning that I go out, I execute. Mm-hmm. What she does, she sees the gaps mm-hmm. and she helps me fill them. Fill she's them like, up. "Yo, you need to think about this, 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 and this." They don't have any holes in it. And as I'm moving through my thing, I'm like, "Oh, let me think about this, this, this." Right. This. So I'm, I'm not one to disregard. 
the initial investment of the people that really love and care about me, nor am I one to disrespect that history. Mm -hmm. But I think that by and large, the the black male, as it's presented in media, as it's presented, as it's presented, Mm -hmm. because again, I'm not speaking about all men. Right. As As it's presented, we do not value the time, energy, and effort that black women put in. And mm-hmm. as that pertains to, like, mental health and mental stability, mm-hmm. like, they're there with us right. when we have nothing mm-hmm. and we're on the brink of, like, a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And they keep us held up. Mm-hmm. So when you now, like, get to a point to where, like, oh, I'm good, you tend to leave her behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like some of them, they know that, and then other people doing it unknowingly, and then the first step is just, like, conquering that is acknowledging that. But it's like, because then whatever you need to do to conquer that is going to be guided to you. You feel me? I'm going to say something extremely controversial. What? And when I get, like, some popularity or notoriety, it's going to go back and bite me in the ass. <laughs> One of the worst things that happened to black America is integration. Because mm-hmm. you'll hear people talk about it all the time, like, Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, there was a bombing in Black Wall Street. Yeah. They destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Black Wall Street rebuilt Mm-hmm. After that, so so normally that's where the story stops. People mm-hmm. will say like, "Oh, well, we had this thing," yeah, and, just... and then they bombed it, but it rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And after it rebuilt, the thing that really destroyed Black Wall Street was integration because we forgot that we forgot the people that was with us shooting in the gym, mm-hmm. and then we started gravitating towards the people that was cheering for us when we was on the the we main the, stage. We got the essence of that support. Exactly. So, and not saying that like I'm a I'm a black nationalist mm-hmm. or anything like that. I just understand that the people who have been with me will be with me, white, black, or otherwise. Right. And my goal is to respect those relationships in the sense of once I grow tears, like mm-hmm. once I get to a million dollars of revenue or right. tens of millions of dollars, a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. of revenue, it's not to forget mm-hmm. like like my wife, not to forget my sister, not mm-hmm. to forget my mother, not to forget my other sisters, not to forget my brother, the people that mm-hmm. helped me up, like right. not to forget um, one of the guys at the shop I used to work at who supported me and like mm-hmm. gave some counsel to me, mm-hmm. not to forget the people who gave me jobs. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not about, in my in my view, it's not about just like, oh, I'm going to be this whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's not it. What, mm-hmm. it. what it's about is about like, oh, like there are people that's been rocking with me from the beginning. Yeah. And who saw me through these challenges, so let me respect that. True. And, like, that was, like, that was real good. Like, I like I like um, the points and viewpoints that you just, like, touched on. Because it's good to just always get someone else's uh, perspective on other things versus just yourself. Because they can hear from me all day. They yeah. can hear from me all day. But it's just good to hear um, a, a perspective of a God. Because um, we're all gods, technically. God is, God is in the beginning, things of that nature. We're all gods, and we're all learning and just healing and going through the motion of this realm. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you for this time. Do you have any closing words? Um, I just want to take some time to appreciate you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say some things that are, that are going to be like off okay. kilter, but You're I'm going to say what they are. Uh, watching you grow from mm-hmm. a child, like mm-hmm. literally a child. Like, I wasn't there for your birth, but mm-hmm. like I saw you as a baby with no thoughts, no opinions, mm-hmm. no words, and you just grew. Like when you were like one to like four, mm-hmm. my uh, famous thing that I would tell like women that I dated was like, yo, my niece a bitch. Like she gonna, <laughs> she gonna, she gonna, you know, she gonna do what she does. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean that derogatorily. What I meant that is that you're going to be 100% honest. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate your 100% honesty. Mm-hmm. And I also appreciate your ability and willingness to get my perspective. Because you could have you could have went with anybody. Like right. you have other uncles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have other people that you know that are that are men that can speak on the same topic. Mm-hmm. And, and I just appreciate being a part of the process. Uh, the only thing that I want people to understand is that blackness is not monolithic meaning that like if you see me out mm-hmm. whatever your thoughts of me are your thoughts of me mm-hmm. just me mm-hmm. there will be another black man and whatever your thoughts of him are your thoughts of 
him. Mm -hmm. We have to individualize blackness and individualize the way that we encounter each other, giving each other a fair chance and giving fair chances to other people. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're all a part of this human experience. And being a part of this human experience means that we're going to experience and go through things that aren't always um, the best. The best. Mm Or what we perceive, mm-hmm. right? So, like, growing up as a black man, there are certain things I perceive mm-hmm. as a black woman because of the black woman I grew up with. Right. My wife isn't them. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, she's not. Mm-hmm. She's a whole different fucking mm-hmm. woman. So, now I have to restructure the mm-hmm. way that I think about black women based yep. on my wife, based mm-hmm. on my mother, based on my sisters. Yep, because they I have, have their take... own soul and they have their own spirit. And... Exactly. And also based on the women that I dated. So, mm-hmm. now I have to under- I understand that, like, oh, shit, like... Mm-hmm. These things are different. Right. So if if I had to leave a lasting thought, the thing that I would leave is give everyone a chance in their authentic selves to be the best of their authentic selves. Because at the end of the day, you don't know. True. And I don't know. But it's my job to find out. I tell mm-hmm. my wife all the time, I'm a student of her. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I want to learn everything about yep. her mm-hmm. so I can best respond to her. Mm-hmm. And learning a woman is like once you know the woman, Whoa, like fuck. baby, <sighs> once you know the woman, <laughs> we gonna close out from that one. Um, so thank you for your time. Well, thank you for inviting me. Sure, I'm here. <laughs> and um, yeah, get back to you all in a second with our next segment. So guys, we're back with our last guest of the evening. Um, this is Jalen. Jalen, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? <laughs> so I brought Jalen in so we can get the perspective of someone who's lost who's lost a parent because like depression and suicide and suicidal thoughts can stem from the loss of a parent because they could have been the happiest person and haven't shown any signs of depression like at times you don't show signs of suicide, of uh of depression and things of that nature you know it just comes about but um I just want to get the um perspective of someone who's been through something like that so um without further ado the first question is like so what at what age um did you uh lose your mother? I was just thirteen years old. Just thirteen. So yeah. with you being like so young, like did did like what emotions um did that trigger for you? Um, I was actually I actually wasn't the average thirteen year old. Mhm. Because we've been through so much so I had to grow up fast. Mhm. And so it's it shocked me because it happened so fast, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Like why?" So you weren't able to. Like, why? So were you I able was, to? I, I was angry at the work. Mm-hmm. That was my emotions, just anger. Mm-hmm. So were you I'm able like, to? Are you going? Oh, were you able to like cope? Like, how were you able to cope with it? Uh, how to cope with it? Yeah, how I were you? Just, just try not to think about it at the beginning stage. I just try not to think about so it. So you, you just know? push it back. Yeah. Okay. Just try to push it out the way. Which technically, like college. yeah. See that that ain't good at all. Just like bottling up those emotions. Yeah. So with that, um, with those emotions like flowing through, like as time progressed on, like did it potentially like did it get easier or was it like how was it? I want to say it got. It, it just, got easier. Mm-hmm. Like when I found God, like around the year twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. And everything, everything was okay. But then when I went to college, mm-hmm. it just, our love just came back on me. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it got easier. Right. And it got, it's like in the middle of the 20. Right, because you can't, like, so, so what I'm hearing is you really wasn't facing the issue at hand yeah. until you got into college. So you were really, like, you really had to just face the shit. Yeah, like I had to, when I started going to therapy in college, mm-hmm. and that's when I just, just came hit. out. And then, like, with, like, we was just talking about that earlier. Like, therapy, um, when a person is just, like, telling you that they're going to therapy, like, they're looked down on, they, like, um, people make you feel as if, like, you're weird and that, like, you're just, like, weak for going to therapy. But therapy is just, like, actually, um, it's actually good. Like, especially, like, if you really don't have someone who you can just, like, confide in and just, like, talk to about those emotions. So, I'm, you know, I'm happy that you were able to just, like, uh, have someone that'll help you like release those bo- pent up emotions, you know, because they have been pent up ever since you were thirteen. Yeah, it took me to have a, a, a blackout to to go to therapy. 
Oh, but wow. I was one of those people that said I want to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to tell you nobody about my problems because mm-hmm. they got problems themselves. Yeah. ain't really worked out for the long run. Yeah. And then, like, we're just growing up. Where we grew up, it's just like you you was just taught, like, not to display your emotions. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to ball it up and you just got to deal with it. Right. Got to be a man. Especially hard for a man. Uh-huh. We were just talking about that earlier. Um, so right now at this present moment, like how do you feel about everything? Like, are you going through anything related to anything do you have any negative emotions, so to speak? Oh yeah, I have plenty. I just lost two of my cousins, like mm-hmm. a two months fan. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm I'm feeling down. Mm-hmm. But I'm being strong at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, so with being strong, like like I asked the um the other guests earlier, how like I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> so what was I about to say? I just lost my train of thought. I think you're trying to say like the definition of strong, like what you mean by strong. Oh no, it's just like oh, like how like does you being strong like do you have your moments where like you just like let that guard down and you just let your feminine side come about or you just like. Uh, let your masculine side take over? Nah, it's like, I don't know. Like, late at night, mm-hmm. like, when I'm, when I'm alone, like, yeah, hit me. Uh-huh. And I, I cry like a little girl. Uh-huh. I cry like a little girl. But... I mean, but necessarily crying is not, yeah. it's not signified um, as crying as a little girl because, like, when you're crying, you're displaying those emotions. As a man, yeah. you're letting your feminine side show. And it's okay to be vulnerable, whether you're vulnerable with yourself or you're vulnerable in front of other people. It's okay to just, like, let those emotions show because in the end, you're growing from them and you're healing. It's a, it's a process because most people cope with things. Um, most people cope cope with things, like, differently. Like, with you, you just say, like, you just be strong and you try not to um, let people know what's going on with you. But in the end, like, somebody's going to see that shit. Like, some, somebody's going to see exactly what you're going through, whether you want to say it or not. You feel me? Yeah, so, yeah for sure. So yeah, um, I would suggest you just like probably try to journal, like writing oh, yeah, writing out your emotions. Yeah, see, 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 all that helps with like the process, like until you're just ready to just like release those negative emotions and just know that um, with with life comes the transcending, and with transcending, like you have those energies around you um, of those people who gave their body back to earth. You feel me? Yeah. So um. So, one last question. So, um, so with your mom transcending, like, did did that make you resent women? Like, did that make you resent love from a woman or anything pertaining to that? Uh, I'm going to keep it the most honest question. Uh-huh. It made me respect women more. Uh-huh. But I kind of don't know how to love them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't know how to love a woman know, because... Like, Right, and is that because like you you really didn't experience that? Like from- yeah, like I, I don't you know I don't mm. know how like you know mm. you know how well, ladies act I can't you know yeah I mean but then it's just about finding not necessarily finding but letting that um bright goddess come to you. And, you know, just, like, opening yourself up and just, like, explaining that to her. Like, hey, babe, like, I know how to treat you. I know how to pay attention to your needs and pay attention to your moods and understand you a little better. But I honestly don't know how to love you. So I need you to be patient with me because I never knew what the definition of pure true love is. You know? Yeah. So, um... So it was a pleasure uh, talking with you. Do you have any questions or anything that you would like to uh, end off with? Most definitely, most definitely. So um, I thank you for your time, and as always, no have a beautiful day. Wow, like this episode was truly amazing. Um, shout out to everyone who um, blessed me with their presence. Um, on this episode and to my audience, let me know if you all liked me, including, uh, people on our episode or well, on the episodes, you know, I know y'all love me to y'all stuff. Y'all love y'all one-on-one tan with me. I mean, who really love they one-on-one tan with me? I'm a goddess. You feel me? And I'm confident in that. Okay. That's the cocky side. Okay. Let me <laughs> settle down. Psych. <laughs> But not for us. So we're going to go ahead and close out. I just want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, and as always... 
love yourself, you know, and one more thing, um, acknowledging that you have those negative thoughts, which result in how you feel is the first step to conquering them. It's okay to go through those emotions because you're allowing yourself to feel and grow from them. Always, always be gentle with yourself. We're all healing and learning from something. And remember, it's not about what you go through. It's about how you get through it. E.